BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast and happy Tuesday. Hope everyone's having a fabulous Tuesday that feels like a Monday. I am sitting down. We're back in New York. I'm with my girl, Jax. And truly, truly, what else? What more could you ask for? Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? Okay, Jackie, like, is clearly spending so much time on her fake TikTok, like, her Finsta, user 19784221. Okay, I sent Claudia a TikTok from my TikTok this morning, not because I spend time on it, but as stated, and this isn't something I'm hiding from you guys, I do have TikTok app on my iPad if I ever want to, like, look at the Morning Toast fan accounts and Claudia's TikTok, that's all I really use it for. Um, But one of the stories from today comes with an associated TikTok that I had to watch and then I had to send to you to make sure that you've seen it because it's something you have to see in order to comment on. And that's how I knew Jackie was like literally living a lie. Hannah Montana, two lives with her user 19872843812 account. Well, something else that's a bit the other side of me. I have a really big personal update to share with the class. I think I know what it is. Um, I know you guys aren't going to expect this. It's kind of the plot twist of the century, given like everything else I've been saying the last few weeks, but I'm getting a Tesla. Yeah. Okay. I thought that was what you were going to share. So you've been investigating deep on what type of mama car you should get Mm -hmm. and you've landed on the Tesla. Tell us why. Obviously, aside from, you know, you wanting to like lick Elon's butthole, but yeah. Besides that. No, but I wanted to lick Elon's butthole when I was getting a Volvo. So what what changed? Right, right, right. What changed? No, it's that's what I'm asking you. <laughs> great question, Claude. You ask all the great questions. That's uh, also uh okay, sorry. So you go. Last you guys heard, I was debating between Lexus and Volvo. I was just like waiting for someone to take me to a dealership so I could make my choice. But then on Friday, we had a guest um come over, like one of Zach's uh family friends, and he was driving a Tesla. And I didn't like think anything of it. And he was insistent that I drive it to lunch. And I was like, I, I didn't, I, I literally didn't ask, but I was like, okay, you know, I do have my license. That'd be cool. And I really enjoyed the driving experience. Not that I spent so much time driving, but it, it felt nice. I liked that it was like a golf cart where it's like, if your foot's not on the gas, the car doesn't move. You don't need to, if you're at oh. a stop sign, you don't need to hit the brake. You right. just let up on the gas. So I liked that. And I drive the golf cart most of the time, so it would actually be easier for me to get used to that than getting used to 
a gas guzzler. But what really sold me was he was talking about how safe it is and how like he knew someone who had been in an accident in a Tesla and the it was a T-bone accident and the car actually like detected the accident coming before the driver even knew and like so it was able to turn itself a little bit to like position the impact to not be so harmful to the driver. Um, and just all of these different like safety things about it, that it's so heavy. Even we saw last week, that car that drew, drove off that cliff. Did you see it? It was a Tesla. Mm. A man drove his car off the cliff with his whole family in the car. He did it on purpose, like a oh psychopath. God, a animal. Yeah, but the whole family survived. Oh, good. And they were in a Tesla. Um, so... Okay. I was really sold on the safety features. And then I was like, okay, so if I want to get one, like, how do I get one? Everyone talks about like the wait list, blah, blah, blah. He was like, no, you just go online and order one. I was like, but if I want to lease it, he was like, then you just click lease. Like literally Uh, so easy. And it was- The way people are always being so dramatic about everything. Latured, it was just like placing an order at Revolve. Like customized size, color, fit, payment plan. Boom. That's so exciting. I will say, though, um, it's nice that it drives like a golf cart, but I do feel like you're really like not going to like know how to drive. Do you know what I mean? No, I mean, I'll know how to drive and like navigate, but they'd say when you go and drive a regular car, it takes like a day or two to acclimate. But well, you but you also have no experience driving a regular car. But why do I need to learn how to drive a regular car like this is a future no, for sure. I'm just saying like I, I in the future like might be trepidatious of getting into a regular car that you are driving. That's totally fine. If you were getting into a okay. regular car somewhere that's not in my house, you can take the wheel. How does that sound? I would actually prefer that Jesus take the wheel. Well, if Jesus just take it right from my hand. is not around, then McClurd is our second best choice. That is probably the most truthful thing you've ever said. When there ain't Jesus, there's McClurd. There is. So I'm really excited about this journey for me. It says the car is in stock, like I should get it in the next few weeks. I'm on the Tesla app waiting for my delivery date. Like it's literally so high tech. It's like ordering, it was really like ordering an iPhone, which is crazy. Yeah. And then the best part, of course, it's like in Elon we trust. Like now I get to support my boy. I get to have like opinions about Tesla. I'm really yeah. excited. No, there's a big um, community of Tesla owners and they're constantly fighting about stuff on TikTok. Oh, I'm sorry. And the best part, the plot twist of the century is that I'm an environmentalist. Right, I am no. a green queen. The girl who, like, you will have to rip her plastic cups from her cold, dead fingers. Don't forget and about her the straw. straw. And her straw is out here doing more for the environment than most. So people, and I think that's that's awesome. People do like to come for me about like the red cups I use on the show, and I just want to say like if you're coming for me and you drive a gas guzzler, I, I unfortunately can't listen to you. No, it's so true. Like. I just, Greta Thunberg is literally at her house shaking right now. Greta and I actually have lunch plans because I'm in. That's so classic. The green girlies going out for lunch. We are the green girlies. So let me know if you want to join our club. Also, another perk is that like I knock wood, like never have to go to a gas station and fill up my car. I honestly, that I don't know how to do. I do not know how to do gas. It's honestly, um, it's pretty hard. Like, gas I'll never and that's like different in every state like it's just confusing it's a lot and I'm glad to just skip over that part it's expensive like I I don't have to be at the whim of gas prices but I mean it's all kind of the same because like electric goes up like your con ed bill changes oh right you know so it's like everyone thinks they're like skirting but um no I mean you could be if you're just like a mooch who uses public charging stations and not like one in your house that's so true but I do think you have to pay to use the charging station they're not just like there 
for free. Really? Like, Elon's not a charity. Oh, my God. I literally thought, like, you could charge your car for free. I think I, you, I assume you have to pay. I don't know, but, like, that would make sense. You're taking up this place energy. Who's paying for it? No, it's energy an doesn't grow point. on trees. No. Hmm. Interesting. I'm not sure. No, no, no. You definitely have to pay for that. You're obsessed with me, like, using public chargers. You're like, why do you need one in your house? Like, just go down the street. Like, why can't I have one in my house? Because, like, it's expensive to have it installed. Like, if that was me, like, I'd literally just be using other people's chargers. Like, like I feel like they have them everywhere now. Like, you don't even need one in your house. My charger's not charging on my Tesla because it got used to your Tesla instead of mine. That's true. So you wouldn't want that to happen. I'm so fucking happy to be home. Like, there's oh. nothing like your own bed. That's a wrap on Tesla talk. No, no, I just like was sitting here thinking about how like the last time we podcasted, I was in like a studio that wasn't mine. And I'm just like, I'm so happy to be home. You don't miss your LA era? No, it was like a really good week, very productive, um, but there's nothing like being home. I agree with that. But I feel like everyone was really like rooting. I feel like everyone loved LA Claudia except for LA Claudia. Well, that's the price I pay for this lifestyle, you know, like making others happy before I make myself happy. That's so true. It was great. Honestly, like, I, I'm so glad I went. I said yes to life. But saying yes to life is one of the most tiring things I've ever done in my life. I know, but you have to keep up the steam. Like, it's only been three weeks. I think you definitely can pause. You're not saying no, but you're just saying, like, I'm on pause. Uh, but I'm I saying think, nothing I to life. I think that's bearing fruit. I mean, let's talk about your week. Obviously, we kept up with you in L.A., it was such a wonderful experience and you have two great interviews coming out from it, which we're all excited. Yes. We all yes. are excited to watch those interviews. They're really good. But most importantly, and the reason why you went was the 49ers game on Saturday, which I got yes. a play by play already, but I was so invested in you being there. And I was so invested in the game because like, was she a good luck charm or a bad luck charm? I was like feeling really like responsible for the outcome of the now game. Now you know like, how Jessica Simpson feels. Yeah, I feel. I felt like at one point they were. I don't think they were ever like really losing, but like you know, the other team was doing good. Things got dark for a second. They didn't get dark. They, did. they were down by I was one watching. point for like the for like the second quarter. Mistakes they were down were by being one made. point, but they weren't ever like in grave danger. Like no one was really worried. But the second like something would go wrong, I felt immediately like everyone was looking at me and like it was my fault. Even though like it's so important to remember, nobody cares about you. Like not like that, but. But, you know, the things that you worry about, like, no one's thinking about, no one's thinking about you as much as you are. But I was like, oh, my God, I have to get out of this suite. Everyone is talking about me. Like, they're on a 10-game winning streak. What's di How is this game different from all other games? Me. McClurdy is there. Well, it could have been Ben. McClurdy. Could have been Ben. So true. It was amazing. Actually, like you know what I think it was? And it's, there's proof of this. It was the fact that I was watching... And I was rooting for the 49ers because the only part that I watched was when they started to stink up the joint and Brock like didn't know his ass from his elbow and kept running to the left. And then I had to give Harry dinner. So I, I had to actually turn it off so that Harry wouldn't like look at the TV while he eats because like we don't do distracted eating. And then I turn it back on and it is like a landslide. Oh, by the way, I turn it back on. There's five minutes left in the game. And the five minutes that I'm watching, the Seahawks did score a touchdown. I shouldn't be watching. It was like an irrelevant touchdown. But, but it was yeah, like, no, you shouldn't be watching. Because I was watching like. You should not be. The 49ers like couldn't get it together. It was too much pressure. You should not be watching. But 
let me tell you like how fun it was. It was such a, I've been to football games before, but I went with Kristen, Kyle Juszczyk's wife, and we sat with George Kittle's wife, Claire, and his family. So I really like came at it from like the family um, side of it. And I was just thinking like, there's, it was so nice. It was so fun. Like everyone flew in from like Ohio all over. And they're so proud of their like husband, brother, son. It was so nice. Like I, I, it felt like so much more was at stake because it's like the family. It was so nice. And then last night Ben was watching football and I was watching with him and I was really thinking, I'm like, oh my God, all these guys, like their parents must be so proud of them. Like they're so talented. So it was really like coming at it from like this wholesome side. It was so nice. And they're so, it's actually crazy how like, I just assume like if I was, you know, married to someone in the in the league, like I would go to every game and like get wasted. But it's like when they were doing poorly, like the energy in the suite was like bad. Like they were like quiet. And I was like, oh my God, wait, we're like not drinking. But then like when they would start to pick back up, it was like, yeah, woo, like let's drink and like take shots and like, you know, make TikToks. The energy is like so incumbent upon what's going on in the of field. And, like I get it. It's an important game. But I'm like, let's party. Yeah. YOLO. You know? YOLO. It was so fun though. And I just... I'm such like a like a well-versed sportscaster now that I could really I think I could see myself working in sports. I think that's something that you should aspire to. I think they need you. I think you need them. You should And let me tell you should you, like call your agent and try and get an audition. Football is like actually interesting, you know? I'm not like I was watching the 49ers game and then last night me and Ben watched the Cowboys game. And when I tell you, like, I was actually interested. Like, that shit is pretty good. It's pretty entertaining. I, too, found myself interested this weekend. Like, I was watching Harry, but I couldn't look away. I have some notes because they shoot. Okay, when it's, like, the time like time to play and it's, like, first down. They shoot the field from the side. And while I think that might be, like, decent, it would be so much more helpful if they sh- had the camera behind the quarterback. So you could see what Tom Brady sees. You know what I mean? Yeah. And last night when I was watching, like a couple times they shot from behind Tom Brady and Prescott. And I'm like, this is so much better. Like I could see everything. I could see what the quarterback sees. Yeah, but it, the fans see it from the side. So are you a fan or are you uh, a quarterback? Well, the, not all the fans. Oh, I guess so, where you're it's sitting. It's an arena. Yeah, no, I was just like, damn, why are they not shooting from behind the quarterback all the time? Or at least like most of the time. I could, I understand. I think they switch it up. They get a little crafty with their angles. You know, they have their portrait no, mode. They're trying new things. They really don't. Like when, they when have the game their is drone. in play. But when the game is in play, they're always shooting from the side. It's actually not an effective way of shooting football. I do have a degree in cinematography from the New York Film Institute. But I think also like they need to stay the fuck out of the way. Like... The, that drone. But I think they can. I think you could literally stand in the stands with those high-tech cameras and get behind Tom Brady. Okay. I think that you can't just like change how the whole game is watched. Not at once. I know I just got here to the football community, but like I am pursuing but, like, this. That's, like, like, it is a change. That's you like coming in as a new driver and getting a Tesla, you know? But like these people have been driving like gas cars for so long. They can't just like make a switch all of a sudden. Well, sometimes it takes a fresh set of eyes, a new perspective, and that's what I provide here. Okay. Maybe we should start our own sports network, network. where the whole thing is filmed from your POV. TNN Plus. Because for me, if, if we were filming from my POV, like I want eyes on the wags and I want to know who's, the, who's wife, 
whose girlfriend, whose kids, whose parents, the facial expressions, who's hanging out with who. I want WAG TV. Well, let me tell you how I actually discussed at length with Kristen Juszczyk the term WAG. And she did say she doesn't like it. And she didn't seem like a weenie who's like, she's not. She's not like a weenie who's like easily offended. She was like, I don't know. I just don't like it. And you know what? I actually agreed. Like to diminish a person to the occupation of their partner, like it's fucked. But I just wish there was a different well, the, word because I like to have a word. That's what I was going to say. I can respect that. I just, okay, so what's the word? Tell me. And it's like, yeah, what's the word? Wives and girlfriends? Wag. No, I need, I need a term, yeah, I, yeah, an acronym. I'm happy to swap it out. Just wags really rolls off the tongue. So it's got to be like yeah. good like that. Well, so now I want to ask you, I don't know if you know this. So last night was the Tom Brady Buccaneers versus the Zach Weinreb Cowboys. And the Cowboys won. It was actually such a fascinating game. Like the Cowboys, they were playing really good, but also like the Buccaneers were like, I actually genuinely could have done better myself. Like really bad job on everyone's part, mostly Tom Brady, but everyone else. Um, and now that means that the 49ers are playing the Cowboys next. So I'm curious where that leaves your allegiance because you come from a Cowboys household, but this brand was built off the back of the 49ers. When do they play each other? This weekend? I think Or so. like at the Super Bowl? No, not at the Super Bowl. Like That's next the next weekend. game. Yeah. Shit. I didn't know I'd have to make a choice so quickly. I hoped it would sort itself out. Um, I mean... I'm going to take a different look at it. And it's a win-win for me because I will be happy with whatever team wins. Like if the 49ers win, like amazing. Those are my people. Like here we go. We get like more 49ers. Content. If the Cowboys win, amazing. My husband's happy. Like this is so exciting and they're doing amazing things. So it's a win-win. Yeah, true. I just wish, you know, like they were playing other teams first and that the game, like that one of them isn't knocked out so soon because it's nice yeah. to be invested in two teams. My odds are greater of being happy. Yeah. So true. Very positive outlook. I'm extremely positive when it comes to sports. And then it also just made me think about Tom Brady last night because he was playing this game. You know, he's the oldest man on the field and he was stinking it up, like really genuinely, like very badly. Um, and I just feel even more resolute. I feel like when we talked about him coming out of retirement, I did say that this like was very loser energy for him. And last night he was quite literally a loser, a person who loses. And it was just kind of like sad. I'm like, you really should have stopped. Like you really should have stopped when you retired. You're just kind of like disgracing your legacy. And just because like you might've had a few more like good years in you doesn't mean you need to do it, you know? Yes. And I think justice for Giselle, most people uh, would agree with that. And I think I would be one of them and go out on top, you know, go out strong. Yeah. But like, what if he just loves playing football? And he's like, I don't need to be the best on the field. I just want to play the game. And I want to play it at a high level. Like I don't want to be scrimmaging in my backyard with my 12 year olds. Like, I just want to be well, playing football. Nice. Even if I'm not winning Super Bowls, I made it to the playoffs. And I'm the oldest man on the field. Like, what if it's just like, I want to play play ball? No, that's that's definitely possible. I just think with Tom Brady, there's so much more at stake. Like you're, no, it's like you're he, working he on a has legacy. Like, and that would require like no pride, no ego, you know, none right. of that. Just like a love for the game. I'm not saying that's his mentality, but if it was, that's something I could respect. It's like just because I'm not the best anymore doesn't mean I don't want to still do the thing that I love and that I loved my whole life. Okay, that's really nice. It is, but I just don't see that being the case. I it's think, really nice though. I think I should be his PR and that's the angle he should take. Yeah, no, because that's refreshing. Like, it's vulnerable and honest. Yeah, normalize not being the best, but doing what you love. But don't be, like, terrible. No. And he's not terrible. He's He made it to the playoffs. He's fine. He lost in the first round. And, like, pretty much Okay, but plenty of quarterbacks, like, lose 
It's okay. Yeah, but not Tom Brady. That's what I'm saying. But okay, like, why does he, why can't Tom Brady mean so many different things? He, because he doesn't. Like that's just facts. But he gets to decide what it means. Okay, and now it means losing. Is that what he wanted? Uh, but is he having fun? No, he was not having fun last night. Like, <laughs> literally, the anger. Every time the camera went to him, he put his head down. Like, he didn't even want to be seen. It was shame. It's shame. I mean, it's also yeah. doubly shameful because we all know that he gave up his wife for the sport. That is his family. not loving him back right now. Right. But I think I'm someone who believes that, like, you could be a great football player and be happy to be in the game even if you're not winning the Super Bowl. That's so sweet. It's, it's literally so sweet. Um, I don't agree, but it's it's a beautiful story. And I just think if he's going to do any interviews like where someone wants to roast him about like the choice he made, he should use this line. I think it would play like really well with a lot of people. Yeah, no, like, you know, play to their hearts, you know? Yeah. He'll, he'll touch people. And make you think like just because you're not the best anymore doesn't mean you have to be out of the game. Yeah. Like he could still throw. Things are going well-ish. Yeah. So that's just kind of my like football recap of the weekend. I'm really like getting into it. Um, you know? Yeah. Is there a game tonight? I'm getting into it too. I think so. MN- oh no, today's Tuesday. Oh, that's why there was a game last night. Oh, Monday Night Football. There was also a game the night before and the night before. There's a game every day now, which is exciting for us football fans. Yeah, but I don't think there's a game till Saturday now. Yeah, I've not heard of Tuesday Night Football. Mm, I don't know. It kind of rings a bell. Maybe that's Thursday night. They sound similar. Oh, Tuesday night. Oh, Tuesday night. Kind of, kind of slays. Yeah. There's a lot of football coming up, and I don't see our interest waning. No, I mean, the 49ers are now playing the Cowboys. Um, Like, I'll be, like, I know this is how it feels to be a football fan. Like, I'll just be so upset if the 49ers don't make it to the Super Bowl. I'm sure they'll be even more upset. Where are they playing? 49ers. Damn, you should have gone to that one. No, I feel, oh, I feel so good about my decision. I know I tortured everyone last week yeah. about like, bird in the hand, one in the bush, playoffs, lose, eagles, fly. I feel so good. Like I took a risk and it actually worked in my favor. Like not only did the eagles win, so I got to go to the game. The 49ers won. Like everything went in the way that I had hoped that it would. And that never fucking happens to me. So Chase your dreams, you know? Take risks. I love that. Yeah. We're so risky. It was giving risky business, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was. And how was your outfit? Did everything come together in the way that you had hoped? It, I thought you looked great. It did. My jacket that I had ordered online last minute arrived right the day before the game at my hotel in San Jose. It was literally, everything's coming up cloudy. Everything is coming up cloudy. It's such an amazing thing. So we got, we got winners. We got Teslas. We're kind of just coming off like a, like, we're just like a bunch of winners, you know? It was kind of a transformative weekend for right. your girls. Like we're different people than we were. We're diehard football fans. We're green Environmentalists. Queens. And that just goes to show like you, you think you have us figured out and then we go and change. I think that we should change the name of the show from the toast to the tune for Greta Thunberg. <laughs> I think so too. And yeah. and every day is just a plea to have her on the show. And I mean, what's more environmentalist than me not even having a car because I care so much about the environment. And the one car so. we do have is a Tesla. I mean, 
Like, no one's doing more for the environment in this country any- right now than us. You literally can't say anything to us. Try. About our footprint. Try and talk to me about my footprint. Try. Yeah. My Try. ass doesn't even. And you know what? I never leave my house. So I emit very few emissions. And I don't eat a lot of meat. But enough, you know, because I'm a human being. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not, you know, a cow who's going to yeah. eat grass all day. I am a cow, but. <laughs> uh, I think this is really good stuff. We're kind of like entering our green era. <laughs> Look at our plant-based wallpaper. We're just like supporter of plant life. That's literally so true. And we've been, we've been literally advocating for the McPlant oh. for years. And, and. Today's episode is brought to you by Branch Basics, which is kind of entering our green era with us, just ushering us into the green era. Because Tell us about Branch Basics, Claude, for our fellow green girlies and aspiring green girlies. Yeah, for our fellow toonies. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Branch Basics, non-toxic, hypoallergenic, and free of fragrance and hormone disruptors and harmful preservatives. Branch Basics are baby and pet safe. They're clean and cost effective. So when you have people in your house like Theo, like Bruno, like Harry, you can't just be using any sort of surface cleaner or detergent. They're filled with chemicals, things that are bad for us, bad for the environment. If you want the safest and the best ways to stay clean around your pets and babies, check out Branch Basics One Concentrate. It can be used for everything. It makes laundry detergent. It makes hand soap. It makes dish soap. It makes all-purpose cleaner. It makes bathroom and floor cleaner. It literally replaces every single cleaning product in your home. And they offer the refill model, which is once you run out, the only thing that you need to repurchase is in concentrate and the oxygen boost. It is so much less wasteful than having like a million different cleaners for your laundry, for your counters, for your bathroom, for your shower. It's the all-purpose concentrate. It is one product that you can use everywhere in your house. It is super clean and safe. Again, free of fragrance, hormone disruptors, harmful preservatives. It is baby and pet safe. It is clean and cost effective. So Branch Basics for me personally has been great because I don't have a lot of storage in my apartment. So I don't have like these big cabinets where you could put like all your different glass cleaner, like all this crap. I have Branch Basics. I use it in my laundry. I use it in my kitchen. I use it in my bathroom. It's so effective and it's really great if you're trying to minimize on how much like products, chemicals, and just like plastic you bring into your home. If I may, for me, why Branch Basics has been so amazing because when I first had Harry, so I would use like my toxic cleaning supplies for me and the adults and I would get, I got baby stuff for Harry. Every dish load we did separately, like Harry stuff, our stuff, laundry loads, Harry stuff, our stuff. And then we got Branch Basics, which is a clean cleaner and it's great for babies and it's great for adults. And now we can wash everything together. Surface cleaner for his high chair and for our table. Like you don't need to use two separate things. And also like I shouldn't be using that many chemicals either. Like I'm a green queen. Get 15% off any starter kit when you use code THETOAST at branchbasics.com. We recommend the premium starter kit for all of your cleaning needs. That's code THETOAST for 15% off. Today's episode is also brought to you by Third Love. Most bras suck, and it's a real bummer. Third Third Love knows that you're not the problem. It's the bra. So they spent years designing bras for your body. They make over 60 sizes and even invented half cup sizes. So you always get the perfect fit, which means you'll always look and feel great. So if you're looking for an everyday bra, something with more coverage, or an online style, do you need an extra lift, all of the above, Third Love's best-selling bras are here for you. They are all designed to fit and support your body. They have a style for every solution and for every outfit. They will make you look and feel great in whatever it is that you're wearing, and they're available in half cup sizes for your perfect fit. So Third Love's genius technology, in my opinion, is getting you the right bra size. And I feel like we all went to like bra stores when we were 13, got our boobs measured, and have been wearing that size ever since. It's so inaccurate, 
their quiz online is really in depth. They ask you about like your bra, your boob shape, how your boobs fall, what's not working with your current bra. And you will finally, for the first time in your adult life, know what size boobs you actually have. So also it's important to note that your bra size can change over six times throughout your life. So they make it really easy to find the perfect bra size with their virtual fitting room. It is a personal shopper, but better. It looks at the size, the shape, the fit issues. It's helped over 20 million women find their perfect bra size. So ditch the bad bras, get a better one that makes you look and feel great. Upgrade your bra and get 20% off your first order when you go to thirdlove.com slash toast. That's 20% off your first order today at third, T-H-I-R-D, love.com slash toast thirdlove.com slash t-o-a-s-t great thank you so much you're welcome to the toonies our first story we are starting with Wait. some somber are you gonna dive in oh yeah but i usually do that before the yeah we were ads, just like moving and jiving but today. you did you did a native um segue I, I did a native segue and um we were just like chit-chatting and I didn't want to delay. Like, keep talking. Oh. What else? Oh, okay. Yeah. No, sorry. I got thrown off by such your organic segue into our organic cleaning products. Right. Because like organic lifestyle is very much like a core tenant of the Toonies. And of the toast. And that's like so beautiful. So beautiful. I mean, we can dive in. I'm totally ready. We We've can got dive good stories. in because we have some great stories. Some people that you're friendly with. So like... Want to hear your take on things? Mm-hmm. Um, see what you saw in LA. Okay. If you saw anything that yeah. we should know about. Um, and I think without further ado, yeah, I could dive in. Anything else that you wanted to share? Any? Oh, I know you're watching Mindy Project oh. and you're loving. I'm watching Mindy Project and I'm loving, but I have to say two things about it. The, first of all, the amount of cameos on this show is insane. I don't remember it being on, but it must have been huge at the time. Chris Jenner was in an episode last night. Laura Dern, like so many. And then I'm watching, who has a guest cameo? Josh Peck. He plays Ray Ron. I was like dying. Um, new episode of Good Guys just dropped. And then, oh, I was shook. You know who else had a cameo? It was so many. It was 2013. I think. Juicy Smollier. I forget that before he was like a disgraced liar who lied about a hate crime. Jesse Smollett was a working working actor. I forgot that. Yeah, and I, I yeah, I guess it's a cameo because he had like a small role, but it, he wasn't yeah. coming on as like you know anything other than just like an actor in the show. Yeah, no, he was not coming on as like a celebrity cameo. He was coming on as like a guy who got the job. Right, right. Not like Chris Jenner. No, no, playing herself. Right, exactly. It was Very jarring. Cool. I've never seen him act in anything. I have to check his IMDb. Jackie, you would love this show. Actually, really, Olivia and Shapiro would love it. Ben loves it so much. We hackle. We were up till two in the morning watching it. Like, the it is so funny. And Mindy just writes from, like, the POV of a chubby person perfectly. Like, it's so fucking relatable how, like, literally her entire life revolves around her weight, which is literally how it is when you're, like, a self-conscious fat person. Like, of it's, course. it's so on point. Like, it's hilarious. And it, it's got heart, you know? What made you start watching it? Why that? Why it, now? Why it that? Just show? dropped on Netflix. I saw because I follow Mindy on Instagram. She said like so. Like I guess it was a big deal that it moved from Hulu to Netflix. Um, and then it was just on my thing. And me and Ben were in LA. We weren't like looking to commit to like a serious show. And I'm like, I'm on season four already. I'm devastated. Like I love this show. Like you love a sitcom. I do love a sitcom. It's and very kind peaceful. of like a dying breed. Yeah, but I feel like Mindy like really brought a modern um, take to like the age old sitcom. Really, there's no laugh track. 
in God. But it's actually, like, there should be a laugh track because it's actually funny. No. That's why there isn't one. Because you don't need to be told when to laugh. So true. So true. And it's just, like, really out-of-pocket humor. Like, Like, she goes there. Like, she has, like, a lot of Jewish jokes, a lot of, like, jokes about race. Like, she's really going there. Um, I don't find it offensive. Like, I find it refreshing. Like, it's funny, you know? Yeah, that's funny. As long yeah. as, you know, we're joking about everyone. Mm-hmm. No, she goes after everyone. Cool. Um, I actually just finished my book last night, which is a really, uh, um, it's a really buzzy book right now called Demon Copperhead. It's like very literary, serious. It was an Oprah's book club pick. And I think it's like having a moment on the bestsellers and everyone's talking about this book and it's so good. It's really long and it's a difficult book to get through because it's just like a sad, long story that doesn't really get great. But I thought it was so important. And if you're looking for like a, a real book, a book that's like a real novel, Demon Copperhead, like so good. I told Dana to read it. It's a Dana's choice for sure. I have not read like in a few weeks because I just like, you know, when you just can't. Yeah. Well, that's what was happening to me a few weeks ago. And I just like watched a ton of TV. But all that TV, like I had nothing to show for it. It was making me like more angry and depressed. And well, that's because like, you're not I, watching the Mindy Project. Because I wasn't watching the Mindy Project. No, because I was watching like the Fleischmans. Right. And other Depressing trash. shit. Uh, everything is depressing. That's why I turned away from the TV. But we just got a huge TV installed in our bedroom. So now I'll be able to see if a character is wearing a Jewish star and acting mm. nefariously. Yep. Um, but it's almost like too big. Like I feel like unless I'm watching, you know, a movie that's like a real movie, what am I doing watching Miss Rachel on this TV? You're living your best life. Don't come I from Miss Rachel's no, But snack. it's like, I'm just saying like it's so big. Yeah. You're going to die. It's like a proje- projector. I'm excited. It's a projection room above the auditorium. Hell Yeah. Okay, now I feel like we're, we're good to dive in. Let's do it. Our first story is some sad news that happened Thursday um, evening. Lisa Marie Presley has passed away, um, and she will be honored with a public memorial service at Graceland. Oh, that's nice. So the late singer's Sunday service will take place on the front lawn of, Mem- of the Memphis estate on 9 a.m., page six has confirmed. Uh, her daughter's... Her daughter, Riley Keough's rep, told Page Six that the actress, her grandma Priscilla, and her half-siblings, Harper and Finley, are grateful for the support, well wishes, and outpouring of love honoring Lisa Marie. Elvis's daughter died on Thursday at age 54 after suffering cardiac arrest in her California home. She died at West Hills Hospital and Medical Center after being placed on life support, and they confirmed the passing in a statement to the AP on Thursday. Um, okay, so I've now ended up on, like, Lisa Marie Presley talk, and am I the only one who, like, maybe if I had thought about it, I would realize that Lisa Marie wasn't related to Elvis. Daughter. Elvis's daughter. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. But that was Priscilla's daughter. Priscilla was Elvis's wife, and together they had a daughter, Lisa Marie. Oh, sorry, but who's the other one? What other one? No, maybe I'm getting my things confused. Sorry, okay, disregard what I just said. Um... So sad that Priscilla Presley has like lost her husband and her daughter in her own lifetime. Like that's not how people are supposed to live. Yeah. Also this story, like, so I read Priscilla's memoir and I've had such an Elvis year. So I'm like Mm -hmm. very like just into the family and the story. I find it's constantly confusing me because like Lisa Marie was so young and like Mm -hmm. so her death is so untimely that like I keep thinking it was like Priscilla, but it's like, it's not, it's just so crazy and so sad that this person died in this way at this age. Like, it's just not supposed to happen like that, especially, like, before your parents, like, 
it's so sad. Also, like her son, Lisa Marie's son, Riley's brother, um, died by suicide a few years ago. So it's just been like oh. a, a life filled with up some tragedy no that is really sad and I agree I get Lisa Marie and Priscilla like kind of confused too um it's so sad and I feel like it's so like the timing is so weird because this is like the year of Elvis for everyone yeah you she know? was just at the Golden Globes she's actually been I feel like more public not that I followed her career really but I don't recall a time seeing her as much as we've seen her now. Like she's been with Austin Butler at all of these premieres and all of these award shows. And she's constantly talking about how proud she is of the film, how it really captured the spirit of Elvis. Like the whole family is so into it. It was really like a year, uh, the year of Elvis, you know, Mm -hmm. since his passing, like from the modern era. Yeah. And just to get this news, like a few days after we all saw her at the award show on the red carpet, like it's, it's tragic. It's tragic. The timing is so bizarre. Um, now that everyone's talking about Priscilla Presley, she's like very much infiltrated my TikTok feed and the way I forgot she was married to Michael Jackson, that There's interview. There's a lot of like big fun facts that you, f- that like keep slipping my mind and then they come back and I'm like, whoa. No, that interview where they're sitting together and Diane Sawyer Queen is like asking Michael Jackson why he has little kids sleep in his bed and Priscilla's just sitting there. Like it's, that's like a moment in time. It Lisa needs to Marie be seen. Is sitting there. Oh, wait. No. Wait, which one buried Michael Jackson? Lisa Marie. Oh, I thought it was Priscilla, like after Elvis. No. Okay, sorry. The way I cannot keep this family That's straight, what I keep I'm so saying. sorry. Like, yeah, it's, it, yeah it, it's confusing. So Lisa Marie. Okay, this whole time I thought it was Priscilla. Lisa Marie was married to Michael Jackson. Yeah, because they also look alike. Yeah. As, you know, mother and daughter do. Should. And there's so many different, like, pop culture like touch points Moments. for both of them yeah and a lot of it happened before our time so you find out about it now and it's like it's it shocks you again well if you've never seen clips from that Diane Sawyer sit down interview I don't think I have oh my god it's hard like they talk about just everything like because they got like a shotgun wedding people were really shocked I think at that time um, a lot of people thought that Michael was gay and this was like his way of proving that he wasn't by marrying like the gorgeous, you know, s- daughter of rock and roll king. And so they did this weird interview because like they dated for like four days before they got married and everyone was shook. And then Diane's going after him. Like, why do you have kids in your bed? And she's just sitting there. It's it's something to see. And I, I wonder when all that Michael Jackson stuff came out a few years ago after the documentary, like did anybody get a comment from, from Lisa, Lisa Marie? Marie? That's interesting. I don't know. Uh, also, she's the mother of Riley Keough, who yeah. will be playing Daisy Jones in Daisy Jones and the Six. And she has two other daughters who are twins um, from a, a separate marriage, not Keough. But now there's three girls without That's so a sad. Mama. It's really sad. And the three girls will be left Graceland. That is theirs. Oh, so Riley Keough like owns Graceland. A third of it with her sisters because Lisa Marie was Elvis's only child. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. So I think this really shook up everyone. I know it's like been a few days, but it's just so sad. Yeah. So are you ready for our next story, which is a twofer? A twofer? A twofer because it's under the category of rumored celeb couples that I'm not totally buying. Okay. 
First up, Selena Date Gomez is dating. Not buying it in the slightest. In the slightest. But this us is being reported reports. as fact. Yeah, Selena from Gomez Us Weekly. For, let's chase. just consider the source. Okay, just let me consider the headline. How about that? <laughs> Selena Gomez is dating the chain smokers Drew Taggart following his split from Eve Jobs, says Us Magazine. New couple alert, Us Weekly can exclusively reveal they aren't trying to hide their romance by sneaking around at members-only clubs. An insider told Us Weekly, noting that the pair are very, very casual and low-key. So where's the picture? So where's the pic? Let me say how I don't believe that this is true. And if it is true, I hate this. Literally hate. I agree. This makes no sense to me. No, like Selena is, this is just, it's not true. Like I don't even want to waste my brain cells. It's not true. I'm it's sorry. I like how suddenly we're all, you know, rev re revering Us Weekly as a, no, like a like source. Us Weekly could have the exclusive on like a hot new couple, whatever. It's just not this one. Like I can't think of two people who would be worse suited for each other. I feel like the chain smokers, like, it, you know. Party. Party. They got a lot of girls and their phone. Yep. Like, and Selena is at a, a stage in her life woman. where she's ready for a committed relationship. She's always with the Beckhams. They're a married couple. She's not bringing around like her boyfriend. No. So no. I saw a clip of um, Selena Gomez on Watch Rappens Live maybe 10 years ago. And Andy asked her, he was like, the rumor is, is that Brooklyn Beckham broke up with Chloe Grace Moretz because he was so smitten by you. Can you confirm that? She was, Selena goes, isn't he like 12? And that's literally the like first time they've ever commented on each other publicly. And now when you look at that, knowing that like she's literally a threesome with Nicola and Brooklyn, it's so weird. Yes, I saw that too. But that's a really good response. Like I, that makes me feel like no they weren't there were I don't think there was anything going on but that I was also reminded of Brooklyn Beckham dating Chloe Grace Moretz forever I forgot I, for, I had forgotten as well and also I just like forgot about Chloe Grace Moretz yeah yeah I was thinking about her the other day where she went uh, literally no idea where yeah. in the she's, world is Chloe Grace Moretz she's hanging out with Addison on the Amalfi yeah <laughs> um so I don't believe this for one second me neither if they can get a picture of them together like walking maybe they're working on a song together like literally it would be business not a relationship no way no how no way no how like I need to see a wedding photo of these two to believe it and I still wouldn't I would be like it's PR for a new it's song PR. no literally um, maybe they do have a new song though coming out and like this is the beginning of the PR stint to yeah. make the song big and that's like how the PR business works and I can mm -hmm. accept that and I would say I too accept and I would say that's good PR even though no one would buy that these two are dating even though they're age appropriate they're both into music they're both like really no. big and rich and famous that it makes no sense no it, it's incorrect like I don't I don't need proof. I just know in my soul it's not happening. It's like, you ever watch Are You the One? Yeah, we watched in. Um, it's not a perfect match. If they went to the truth booth, yeah. <laughs> it would be an X. It would be an X, 100%. <laughs> oh, bring back Are You the One. Totally. Subset B of this category of young Hollywood dating rumors. Chase Stokes and Kelsey Ballerini are rumored to be dating, and she's giving a cryptic response to the rumors on her TikTok that I sent you this morning. Yeah. 
She's not stoked about the rumors. Kelsey Ballerini gave a cryptic response to recent speculation that she's dating Outer Banks star Chase Stokes. Well, actually, this article is entirely misleading. Her comment actually had nothing to do with the rumors that she's dating Chase Stokes. It had to do with something that was posted on Dumois about her. No, about the rumors. No, but the rumor she was referring to is about her trying to date the guy who runs Soho House in Nashville. No, but like in the... So it's a green screen of Kelsey on TikTok and yeah. it's a Dumois screenshot. And it's like the first thing is Chase Stokes's photo, Lil recap, and it looks like him and a girl. Yeah. And then, so it's like about Chase and Kelsey. I don't know what the other things say no. below. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. That's not how I interpreted it at all. She oh. literally pointed to the Dumois item um, that, hold on, let me pull it up. That oh, I says, thought she was pointing to the whole screenshot, not to no. a certain... No, because somebody wrote like the most moronic thing. Like, how the fuck would you know that about Kelsey Ballerini? And that's what she's commenting on. She's mm. consistently, she said, Kelsey Ballerini can't be dating Chase Stokes because she's too busy consistently asking out the manager of Soho House Nashville when she comes in all the time. Like, how do you know that, first of all? Second of all, th- what she's saying is like, this rumor's moronic. She's not even commenting on the Chase thing. Chase posted a photo of them and they appear to be like maybe kissing under this hat. Like, they're definitely seeing each other and that's cute and that's great. Got it. I thought she was like saying like the whole thing and the rumors no. and and then her response, what she said in her, the TikTok is, I know, I know, I know. Stop reading, stop reading, stop looking. But what is happening, guys? What? Let's not do this. And then she captioned the video, I'm about to break up with the internet five sure. Yeah, she was talking about that really random blind item somebody submitted to Dumois that she's like desperately trying to go out with the manager of Soho House Nashville got it okay so if what Claudia is saying then she's saying no to that but leaving open that she yes. is dating Chase Stokes I thought she was just like rolling her eyes at the whole internet like with their rumors about her and she wasn't confirming or denying anything just like look at this no because honestly the Chase Stokes thing isn't a rumor like nobody was thinking anything until he posted a photo so, like, they're basically, like, announcing, like, we're seeing each other. We're hanging out. Let me go look at the photo that he posted. And also, apparently, they were flirting on Instagram, oh, like, cute. comments with each other. Cute. Yeah. And then they went, I think, to the TCU Georgia game. They sat together. And somebody snapped a photo of them from the back. She's oh. under his hat. I think maybe they're, like, kissing. And um, he tagged her. He tagged her and posted it. Like, he's sharing the potential new relationship. It's not rumors. It's That's we, a hard launch. Yeah, nobody would have known. That's a hard launch. That's what the kids call it. Yeah. Not soft. Soft would have been no tag. No tag, right. So this is different from the Selena thing. Selena thing is purely speculation. We have no proof. Literally, Chase Stokes, no one was thinking these two were anything until he literally posted a photo and everyone was like, wait, what? This is so random. I'm obsessed. I ship. Yeah, let's discuss now. I definitely ship. I think it's actually a really good pairing. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe because he plays a high schooler on television. I would have assumed he was much younger, but I think they're the same exact age. The only thing I'll say is that she was duetting with Gavin DeGraw this weekend. I saw. And my ship lies in that port. Mm -hmm. Um, I could, you know, take a break a a little yacht trip on the Chase Stokes Kelsey one but like down to the OBX yeah I do reside and I own a ship of Kelsey and Gavin like when will it be Gavin's turn such an important question I like when I feel like it was Gavin's turn like early 2000s and and like that was the time when he was like 
fresh on the scene. Everyone was obsessed with his music. One Tree Hill. But like, was he, he probably even, dated a lot of young starlets? Was he even, for lack of a better term, poppin' puss? I have to. I have to imagine. I hope. I. I do think so. Like the early two thousands were crazy. He was literally like the biggest thing on the mu- music scene. Definitely, he was definitely catching puss. Okay. I hope so, at least. And I hope that he has love now and is just being low-key. But according to Google, like, there's nothing. Maybe, like, Chase is just, like, a rebound, you know, post-divorce, having fun relationship. And Gavin's the guy who, like, you don't see at first. He helps you through the dark time. And then, like, when all is said and done and you're ready to settle down and get serious, you realize that love has been in front of you the entire time. A hundred percent. Like I saw her performing with him, too. It looked amazing. It's amazing. And they're both like so musical. They both seem like really nice Down to people. Earth. And I think when your life is so musical, it's important to have a partner who shares that musicality. I could not agree more. Like for you, like you and Ben are both really musical. We're both, I mean like Ben's not as talented as me, but no, it's probably no. better that way. No, but he like loves music. Yeah, he does. And could you be with someone who like, didn't love have a love of music like you I I could actually because like I find that when Ben sings like I find it annoying yeah like I almost I almost wish he wasn't musical just like shut the fuck up and listen to me I guess it but it also puts people in constant competition with one another and I feel like with after Morgan she's like no more musicians no more competition because I do think like her success and his like you know kind of failure to launch a little bit definitely had a an impact on their marriage it couldn't have been easy no, it couldn't have been. And that's like why she's your like, wife okay. is hosting CMA awards, like bell of the ball at everything country music. And I think he had a hard, really hard time being recognized just like as a soloist. Yeah. But the thing is, he is really talented. So it must also like be frustrating. I could see, the, I could see their fights being like, well, you're not a real artist. Yeah. No, totally. I will say Morgan <laughs> Evans, Kelsey Ballerini's ex-husband is genuinely one of the most talented country music artists. Yeah. His first album. That makes is, it worse. That makes it, makes it, it worse. worse. Yeah. You know, at least if he were like playing at music, he could be like happy for his wife. But when yeah. it's like, that should be me. Hosting CMAs. So true. That should be me playing Gavin DeGraw. A hundred percent. Yeah. I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. So I feel like now she's like, actor. Yeah. I'll go with an else. actor. Somebody else. And Chase Stokes seems like a good guy. Yeah, really nice. Ben actually knows him. Um, he's a lovely, lovely fella. I get good vibes, not yeah. like Austin Butler. No, negative vibes. Our next story is some more relationship drama because Miley Cyrus dropped a song on Friday called Flowers, and it is definitely about her ex-husband, Liam Hemsworth. And there's a lot of tea in the song and then subsequent tea that's like rumored to be more crap about the song. But basically the song is like a play on Bruno Mars's When I Was Your Man. And I don't get why we have to bring Bruno into this and trash his beautiful song, but because, here we go. Because Liam Hemsworth dedicated that song to Miley at their wedding. Yes, yes. No, I understand it was like their song, but now she's just like ripping apart Bruno's lyrics. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so... Everyone knows the Bruno Mars song. If you don't, Claudia, do you want to grace us with it? Do you want me? I know it hurts. I'll be the first to say that I was wrong. Oh, I know I'm probably much too late to try and apologize for my mistakes. But I just want you to know. 
hope he buys you flowers and holds your hand gives you all his hours when he has the chance take you to every party cause i remember how much he loved to dance do all the things i should have done when i was your man it's really such a sad song it is. It's about all his regrets. And so Miley is literally going in the chorus word for word and trashing Bruno's lyrics. So Bruno says, I hope he buys you flowers. She says, I can buy myself flowers. And he says, I hope I should and hold do your hand. And she and said, she can write my name in the sand and talk to myself for hours. Say things you don't understand. Shady. So and then should have taken you dancing. She said, I could take myself dancing and I can hold my own hand. Yeah, I can love me better than you can. So I just want to say, and I realize how this sounds coming from the mouth of like a Taylor Swift stan apologist, but like enough with this breakup. Like it's been years. Okay, but she's not like really spoken out about it. And I, I feel like actually she has. Like, I'm like, over it. No, when I think about why did Miley and Liam divorce after like 10 years of this like gorgeous courtship, it's literally a Nicholas Sparks novel. Um, I don't have an answer. But now with this, like things are coming out. So first of all, obviously, like she's like trashing him to filth. And then people are saying like he cheated on her with 14 women in the house where she shot the music video. In the video, she's wearing a suit at one point and people are saying it's a suit that he wore to the Avengers premiere when he told her to like stop to the, calm okay. down. So the Avengers premiere is yeah, like, like I where... didn't know about that. Did you know oh, about that? Yes, I did. The clips are like constantly going viral. Miley was just like having fun at this Avengers premiere, like being her crazy wild self, like taking pictures, tongue sticking, out. Her, sticking yeah. her tongue out, like grinding on Liam. And when they're doing interviews and when they're taking pictures, there's like a couple moments where he like literally grabs her and is like, stop, behave yourself. Like you'll pay yeah. for this later. Like people read his lips. He's like, He's not into Miley's like free spirited attitude whatsoever. I hadn't seen that. And even if the lip reading is a little off, like you see what happens. She's like being her crazy kooky self. He says something to kind of like bring her down. Her face kind of falls for one second. And then she picks it back up and she pushes him aside and she does her own pictures. Like it really is kind of a beautiful moment for Miley. And it's like Miley takes no shit, but you could tell that yeah. it bothered her, obviously. Of course. She's a fucking human being. And that's yeah. fucking rude. No, it's rude to be like that positive, fun person. Like sometimes, you know, like I'm a loud person. Like you're being so loud. Like I'm just having fun. Fuck off. Yeah. Imagine if Ben said that to you at a party. Like, can't you just behave yourself for once? Oh my God. The way his neck would be slit. Like. Right. So that just like made me sad and made me obviously realize there was bigger things. And sure, maybe yeah. Miley's personality and out there-ness isn't for everyone. But like you chose to marry this girl. Like take her as she is or what are you yeah. doing there? A hundred percent. Like he was definitely trying to make her into like the type of wife he wanted, not the type of wife that she was. But like, I don't think she ever lied about who she was. Like we all, no. I could have told him. No, a hundred percent. She's a did free you see spirit. The, bro, did you see the bangers tour? Did you see Miley Cyrus and her dead pets? Like she's a free spirited girly. What did you think you were going to get? So, um, I, I'm not obsessed with this song like at all. I like it. Uh, the first time I heard it, I was like, okay. I, it doesn't feel like a single bop to me. It's like something I would hear on an album. But then after hear, listening to the lyrics more and the When I Was Your Man thing and like th that the fact that there's like a lot of meaning, it's not just like a song someone yeah. else wrote for her. I'm really into it. I feel like it's, it's good. I like it. And then I'm, Snitch liked it. So that made me like it more. For me, like the song that Miley released where she addresses the Liam thing that's better is Slide. Like I love that song. Okay, cool. 
it's more like the era I'm comfortable in when it comes to Miley. Okay, I'm glad you're comfortable. Yeah, but okay. I think the song is doing really well. I'm, it's all over TikTok. Yeah, and I like I'm I'm happy for her, especially if she has you know things she needs to process from her marriage. 100%. I never really think of her as a divorcee, but she is. Me neither. But they were they were together for so long, but they were not married for so long. Right, but like still, she has an ex husband, and she wants to talk it's, about him. It's literally so chic to have an ex-husband like uh, could be you but like I don't want it to be like I do wish I just had like had married someone before Ben like some loser because I don't want to divorce Ben I love Ben but like I kind of want an ex-husband like it's kind of like a Birkin like it's a fabulous accessory yes you know what you could do which could even be more fabulous if you divorce Ben and then remarry him it's like very Elizabeth Taylor but I'm not a divorcee then you're not no, like I wouldn't consider Nene Leakes a divorcee. Like even though her and Greg literally got divorced and then got married again. Okay. I, I like the creative angle, but like I'm definitely looking for like, like I just want to be like a woman who has like, you know, previous lives, you know? But like I've literally like lived in the same city. I've You'll, lived in my I'm whole sorry. Life. You'll never be that mysterious because we do this podcast every single day. No, but like maybe like before I started the podcast, like I had this whole other life where I was like chain smoking cigarettes when and like you were marrying men. When you were 12. I know we started podcasting when I was like literally 21. Um, but still, like I just, I yearn for like a sexy, mysterious past. And then like I'm in France, like, you know, on vacation and I run into my ex-husband and it's just like, you're, you know, you'll say to me like, who is that? I'm like, that's my ex-husband. And it's and like, will like, they, won't they? It's a no, Parisian vacation. We won't. Like we've really moved on and we like kind of see each other for what each other was, which was just like this young moment in time, kind of fast moment in time. Um, but I could just, you know, turn to my Parisian friends when they ask who that is. I say, it's my ex-husband, you know? Okay. But now think of it differently. Like you could be in the era right now where like this will one day be your mysterious past where like she was a podcaster at the top of the charts. Then where did she go? She's in Paris with her new husband, Benjamin. Okay. <laughs> like, like I don't, like I don't see it that way. But I really, you're so positive today, and I, I don't want to discourage that. Like no, you're but like right. this like, could be the first chapter, and it's a pretty strong one. Like she's famous, she's like with Leo, but she stays with her husband. Like right. you know, she could have right. James Marsden, but she chooses yeah. Ben, and then like what happens right. next? It could get crazy from here. No, I love, like I love that. Yeah, think about it. But still, you the, the same problem poses where it's like. If you want to be interesting, you got to leave Ben. <laughs> I know, and I won't. But I just feel like there are actually a lot of people, perhaps listening to the show, who are divorced. And it's like they feel like it's a scarlet letter. And I'm here to tell you, like, it's fabulous. It's fabulous. It's chic. It's giving, like, I don't know why. Like, when I think of, like, my ex-husband, like, I think of, like, skinny girls chain-smoking cigarettes with big Birkin bags that, like, they beat up because they have so many Birkin bags, they don't need to, like, treat them well. Yeah, and when you say it like that, instead of talking about, like, your ex, be like my ex-husband. Yeah, like, oh, who's that over there? Oh, that's my ex-husband and his new wife. Yeah, just say it like that. It changes everything. It, like, life is all about perspective. So you could either see an ex-husband as, like, this, this, like, mistake or regret, or you could see it as this accessory. And I'm telling you, if you look at divorce as, like, an accessory and just kind of, like, a fun fact on the, the resume of your life, I don't think you'll regret it. That's beautiful, Claudia. Thank you. Are you ready for our next story? Is it brought to you by Squarespace? Yeah, it's actually brought to you by Sparespace. Love. Okay. So from websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. So 
whatever you're looking for when it comes to e-commerce or creating a website, but you don't have like a lot of knowledge because most of us are not software engineers, Squarespace is an amazing place to start. It is so easy to get a website up and running. They can help you with pretty much anything that is required when starting a website, whether that's your domain, whether that's design. They have like so many easy templates. People are going to think you hired like a fancy company when you literally did it at home with Squarespace and you used our code to help you out. So whether you have a side hustle or your business is online or you want to get into e-commerce, I have used Squarespace many times in my life. I feel like I'm always making websites like for back in the day, like my blog. love making websites. I do. And I've used a lot of the platforms out there and I can say Squarespace is really one of the better ones. It's so user-friendly. If you don't have a lot of experience using um, like website design, it doesn't matter. Like it's really user-friendly. So if you are looking to launch an online business, looking to elevate your website, check out squarespace.com slash toast. That'll give you a free trial. And then when you're ready to launch, use the code toast to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Again, that's squarespace.com slash toast for the free trial. And then when you're ready to launch, use our code toast to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain, squarespace.com slash toast. Today's episode is also brought to you by Caraway. New year, new kitchenware with Caraway. Start your year off right with non-toxic kitchenware so you can ditch the chemicals and make healthier cooking a piece of cake. With our exclusive discount, you can now save on the full suite of Caraway products, including food storage, the tea kettle, the mini cookware. I feel like whenever we vlog on Patreon, you get to really see how Caraway has infiltrated both Jackie and I's life. As somebody who lives in New York and doesn't have a lot of space, I love their easy to store solutions like there's no more missing tops or just like crap all over a drawer they are designed to be stored really well which is why I like it also Jackie's cooking for rolled in there they're non-toxic kitchenware so they're designed for the modern home and they feature a chemical free ceramic coating food is prepared with peace of mind knowing that no hard to pronounce chemical compound is going to leach into your healthy ingredients all of their sets come with easy access storage solutions so that no stacking is required Gone are the days of misplacing your lids. So visit carawayhome.com slash toast10 to take advantage of this limited time offer of 10% off your next purchase. The deal is exclusive for the toast listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash toast10. Or you can just use code toast10. That's T-O-A-S-T-1-0 at checkout. Again, caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. Carawayhome.com slash toast10 or use code toast10 at checkout. Thank you, McClard. You're welcome. Yeah, I use Caraway and I have a Tesla. What, mm. like, what more do you need to know about Try me? Try me. Try me. Literally. <laughs> Our next story, Prince Harry's making history. His memoir, Spare, sets the record as the fastest selling nonfiction book of all time. Prince Harry's tell-all memoir, memoir, Spare, has shattered the record for the fastest selling nonfiction book of all time. The Duke of Sussex's revelatory account of the royal family and his personal life sold a whopping 1.43 million copies during its first day on sale in the UK, US, and Canada, according to Guinness World Records. Harry's book sales blew away the four former record holder, which was former President Barack Obama, Obama, who sold 887,000 copies on his release day. Uh, that's wild. And then okay. I thought it was interesting, the the hot, most fiction, so that was like for nonfiction, but for fiction, the other Harry holds the record, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows. Guess how, how many? many? And on its first day, guess. Deathly Hollows. that was like the last one, right? I, you're asking the wrong person. But 2 million. 8.3 million on its first day. That's 
345,833 books per hour. You have to see a canceled queen out there doing her thing. Yeah. Crazy numbers. So it's okay. Harry v. Harry. That's actually very interesting. I, I don't really care, um, but I'm glad you brought this up because I want to talk about, we got like a lot of backlash on our last episode talking about Prince Harry's book. Like, you Who? guys didn't even read it. Who, first us? Of all, backlash? First of all, I just, I just want to say, like, if you left a comment like that, like, shut the fuck up. I'm not reading this dumbass book because you told me to. I, like, am protecting my peace. How can you talk about a book you didn't even read? Open a fucking newspaper. And that's what everyone's doing. Nobody's actually read this book, moron. So I just wanted to say that because I was like reading these comments. I'm like, my God, people are so dumb. They're so ugly and stupid. And I just really wanted to say that. No, but I thought I said a number of times. Maybe I need to say it again. One, like we were reacting to the headlines about the right. revelations from the book. And even when we would read quotes from the book, I said a number of times, I don't want to be a broken record. And I said, but maybe in the context of the book, like there's a different vibe, but like this is the pull quote. But again, if I read the book, I might come out with a different takeaway like I feel like I said that which no, is true excerpts, like excer like excerpts that's the thing about anything like everything requires context but at the end of the day like here's what he's revealing that's like straight facts maybe it's right. part of a larger message that wasn't included in the article but like here's a little juicy story about Kate and Megan and we're yeah. gonna and we're gonna do with that what we will and like you guys can chill I feel like the Prince Harry like stands think that like Prince Harry is going to come and like lick their vaginas like he's not listening like you don't have to defend him so much chill out he's not going to fuck you like chill he loves his wife Megan yeah he loves maybe his wife. you should wife. read the book you would know that if you read the book he loves his wife I think more than any husband has ever has loved ever loved yeah no and the thing is like the excerpts are all over the internet so you're telling me, unless we've read the book, we're not allowed to talk about it. This is a free country, bitch. The First Amendment is freedom of speech, bitch, I think. Is that number one? Mm-hmm. Freedom of yeah. expression. So, like, shut up. Like, I'm so done with people telling me, like, what I'm doing wrong. Like, shut up. And, this oh, is my oh. motherfucking podcast. Go away. And, ho and thinking that you might change what you're doing Oh, yeah. so-and-so said so. Because Prince Harry Stan 801 said, I can't talk about it since I didn't read the book. So I'm not like, shut up. I'm so done. Like, seriously, fuck off. L like, literally, go away, ugly rat. <laughs> Agreed. But I did want to talk about this sales number because it's huge. Yeah. No, and it's huge. I... Oh, wait. And then, like, oh. people were like, like, I'm sorry. When it comes to Prince Harry, people are not fucking no. okay and I know that a lot of people feel very defensive of Meghan Markle and I really do understand that I don't understand this like obsession with Prince Harry like chill he's not even from this country he doesn't like you shut up but people were saying like because you and we were saying the other week and I do really believe that this is true like the American sentiment I believe towards Harry has definitely shifted in the last couple of weeks like the constant press the constant like excerpts the interviews it's really started to rub people the wrong way. I think even people who supported him. And so when this number came out, you know, people are like, well, Claudia and Jackie said that like, they uh, said that like Americans like don't like Harry anymore. But like this number is like, obviously like not indicative of that. Uh, actually, I disagree. Like you could still hate someone and buy their book. Hello. hundred percent. I, I had very high book sales. To me, it shows how much people just care about the royal family in general. Like we've never gotten a memoir from a, a high ranking member of the royal family. Like, uh, purchasing and like there's yeah. so much royalty in it it's like you really have to if you care at all like of course you're going to read this book why wouldn't you unless you I don't know I mean I guess I do care maybe I will read it eventually um 
I'll, but I'll see like what, what people who I know think about it. Like I'll take a recommendation. If someone that I know was like, oh my From God, From someone you, you respect. Yeah, yeah. Like I've seen some people that I follow reading it. So I, I might just be like, what did you think? Like, is it worth yeah. reading or not? Um, I, um, my next memoir is going to be Mindy Kaling's. I've heard they're incredible. That's perfect for you. Yeah. Um, I think actually I'm going to do another nonfiction after this as a follow-up to Demon Copperhead about similar subject matter because now I'm invested. Yeah, of course. Uh, anyway, so I think this, I mean, I expected the book to do well, obviously. I didn't think it would be the number one nonfiction book of all time. And that's pretty cool. He must be extremely pleased with himself. And Penguin Random House must be happy yeah. too. No, this was a major success on all fronts, depending on what your barometer for success is. Like if you if want self-respect. Like money and sales, yes. If it's about, you know, public Self-respect. But like, honestly, at a number like this, like, it kind of trumps self-respect like because now it makes it worth it like all that you put out there about your penis and your family like the ways you dragged everyone in your life it makes it worth it I think it does like because that you hold your Guinness Book world record holder congratulations Yeah. yeah not everyone can do that no and that's a big achievement well actually I'd be curious to know that is a big achievement but I would want to know the highest nonfiction book of all time because like some you know unknown authors they don't have a big first day of sales but they could write an amazing book that like people just keep and keep buying so I'm just gonna google that I mean Colleen Hoover right she didn't sell a lot on her first day on her first day week of no her books popped off years later yeah okay the uh, oh no These are like editorial, the best ones. I said most popular. Well, the Bible. Literally. How many did they sell on the first day? John Grisham. How much? That's not nonfiction. Oh, we're thinking. Well, and I'm also curious, what did um, Jeanette McCurdy do? Because she was breaking sales, selling out on Amazon too. Yeah. Second printing, the whole thing. But I want like first day versus all time. Right. Okay, this is going to require more research because research. Um, it's like best. And I didn't say best. Yeah. I don't care what you thought was the best one because obviously it would be yeah. a book by Jessica Simpson. Obviously. <laughs> um, really happy for Harry. Megan has been so quiet. wonder what's going through her mind. I think, well, one, it's Harry's moment. So yes. I think she's letting her husband have his moment and it's not a spotlight that she's dying to be under dying right to now. Dying to be under. Because it's, you know... It's touch and go. It's not the most flattering light, I'm going to be honest. No. no, it's fluorescent. Oof. Yeah. Are you ready for um, our fifth and final story? Yes. Which is a little exciting sports marketing celebrity news. It's a triple threat. Okay. The NBC Olympics logo for 2024 Paris Games has been unveiled with Paris Hilton's help. She huh. is the face of their... Paris Olympics 2024 campaign so far they put out a little teaser video of like Paris for the summer Olympics and it's starring her like the other the other Paris what is the logo oh it's just you know fancy the rings uh, rings with um like a cursive pretty font it's less so I mean the logo they think we care but it's really about the fact that they tapped Paris Hilton to be like the face of their NBC Paris Olympics coverage and I think it's so smart and I'm shocked that this made it through all the hoops tell me about the Paris Olympics is it winter or summer summer when is it summer 2024 
That's in a long time. They unveil a logo a year and a half prior. That's a really far time away. Like not them trying to get hyped up for the Olympics. It's literally in 18 months. Literally. I thought it was going to be this summer when. I thought it was. I assumed it was this summer I didn't think about when 2024 is. Anything. Like literally so much can happen. Oh my God. Okay. We always say that, but then the Olympics just like sneak up on us and then they're here. I do feel like it's been a long time since the last Olympics. We just had like a turnt Olympics. Like a year ago. Like a year ago is winter. Yeah. Less than, yeah. I'm I'm ready for the Olympics. Like one thing about me, I fucking love the Olympics. No, I'm going to put an asterisk. I'm ready for a fabulous Olympics because we've had a couple of forlorn Olympicses plus with COVID and then like the families couldn't come. It was just like fucking depressing. And they were in places where they like have to bring in snow. And it's like, why would you get the Olympics if you don't even have snow? But I think Paris, summer. Summer. Maybe I'll go. That could be Claudia in Paris, except like that's really not a way to see a city when it's at its max capacity. No, no, definitely not. But I agree. The Summer Olympics are so fabulous. Mm-hmm. And Paris is such a fabulous city. And we got the gymnastics and the swimming. I'm, I mean, like I'm annoyed that we're talking about this because I wouldn't have thought about the Olympics otherwise. And now I'm just like excited for something that's literally not for a year and a half. Well, you could watch the commercial and get like just be happy to see that commercial and that like Paris is working with NBC and NBC respects the hell out of Paris. Well, they do. I mean, Paris is show... Is Peacock. That's true. And, Peacock. and Kathy's on Bravo. Housewives. Yeah, no, they've actually weirdly become like a big part of the, the NBC Universal brand in the last couple of years. Yeah. That was also like, did you see that Paris was uh, becoming the face of Hilton Hotels? I mean, it's high time. Like the way that the brand is so synonymous with the family and the family has not been involved in the brand, like in a financial way, in years. Yeah, like sold, Rick sold it years ago. Yeah. So they put her in a commercial for Hilton Hotels. And I thought that was so smart. As they should. And I know when she travels, like she'll stay at a lot of like the really nice international Hiltons. And I'm sure she gets it for free and she's always tagging. But like their partnership should be more, more. Robust. I think Waldorf Astoria owns Hilton. So yes, um, I'm sure she stays at the Waldorf. I think Hilton owns Waldorf Astoria, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, which one's the bigger? Hilton is. No, but which one? Oh, yeah, because I guess then you're Hilton Rewards when you stay at Hilton Honors. Yes, exactly. That's how you know who the head honcho is. Exactly. Like how Marriott owns Ritz-Carlton. Waldorf is positioned as the flagship brand within Hilton's portfolio. Yeah, owned by Hilton. Great. Yeah. Um, right. So love that for Paris. Love to see, you know, our girly out here shaking her thing. Mm-hmm. And and summer 2024 can't come fast enough. Paris can't come fast enough. 100%. Um, so those are the past five. You definitely needed to know most. I wouldn't say all. Which ones would you um, say you didn't need to know, honestly? Like that last one. You haven't seen the video of the end yet. Maybe. Maybe that's it. But like, you know, no, it's I'd- so far away. Like a story about a video that we can't like play on the show, like, you know. Oh, I disagree. I think this. Okay. The, the news was that like Paris is getting the respect that she deserves. So good, so good. Mm-hmm. That's our show, y'all. Nice long one for you. Catching up from the weekend. We're back tomorrow. Oh yeah, our memory cards have- are about to run out. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to the Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast side stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us the Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. And of course, wicked lit!
talented. Hope you guys have an amazing Tuesday that feels like a Monday. And we'll see you on hump day. Bye. Bye.